This episode of Shaking Spears was sponsored in part by the UJ Student Marketing Department. The University of Johannesburg. The future reimagined. Um, Brian, I wanted to come back to you and just say, um, mm. in terms of the speech, um, what's it really saying about Hamlet's state of mind and what's it saying uh, regarding the interaction that he's just had um, with Claudius and Gertrude before? Functionally, his father has died, but very little in his own status uh, has changed. He remains heir to the kingdom. Now, obviously, you would think as heir to the kingdom with his father dying that he would have ascended the throne, but that has not happened. And um, there are various things in terms of uh, Claudius held the election, which speaks to maybe a council or a form of democracy at work. Uh, is there a lack of confidence in Hamlet uh, from the rest of the ruling nobles? Um, is there a lack of confidence from himself that means he hasn't stepped up to assert a claim and say, well, Claudius, you can't be king. It's me next. It's my turn on the throne. Um, you know, I think so speak you, to me about that, please. Yeah, I, I think you, you, you've hit it there. There is a lack of confidence. There is, he's thrown into confusion, and he is questioning everything. And I don't think he's not in a position where he would be assertive because he's in a, a completely questioning yep. um, state. Um, yes, I, he is the son of the, the king, so he should have stepped up to being king. But if I'm not mistaken, uh, Denmark at the time w did have a, a ruling council. I want as to it say were. a council of thanes, uh, yeah, uh, thanes yeah. or tigers, or I'm, I'm not qu quite sure of the correct term. But yeah, would it be a noble council of some sort? Yeah, yeah. yeah so his uncle could quite rightly wangle his way into the position, which clearly he did. So Hamlet, again, that's, that throws another question. Why, why is it so important for my uncle to be there when I should rightly be king? But he's not in a position to tackle that or to challenge that, certainly not emotionally. Yeah, um, and I want to double down on this now and just ask, Maybe a slightly odd question because it, it appears to be his motivation, or in part, for most of the play. Um, but much like Iago, uh, Iago's motivation in Othello appears to be uh, a vengeance for being passed over for lieutenancy. So the motivation would appear to be in part, uh, the minor part, I would say, the major part of Hamlet's motivation is... If Claudius killed my father, I must take revenge. Yeah. I'd say that's his major motivation. And the minor motivation then would be, I should be king, but he is king now. Um, do you think Hamlet actually wants to be king? Or is no. that something... Okay, done. <laughs> and answered in one second. Uh, let's move on to the next talking point. I had earmarked sort of uh, 60 seconds to two minutes on that. I, I just, no. Can I just <laughs> comment on... Um, on the whole idea of, of kingship in various uh, Shakespearean, Shakespeare plays, sorry, not Shakespearean plays. Um, it's, it's quite difficult for us as readers to understand um, the whole idea of the divine right of kings as opposed to the familial 
brat of kings. So kings were appointed by God, um, would suggest then that they are selected by a a council. Um, Because otherwise it would be easy. It would just be the father dies, the son takes over, or the brother takes over, or whatever. Um, And I'm not really certain um, how it would have worked at that time in in, in the case of Hamlet. But um, Hamlet does refer, just before the play within a play, um, for the first time he actually mentions it, that his title has been stolen from him by Claudius. Yeah. So, um, so we just just keep that in mind. Um, yeah. He, it, it. Also, I actually agree with Brian. It's, it's. I don't think it's any of his motivation really, at all. He's certainly not power hungry. He's not a Claudius. He's not an Iago. He's not a, you know, a, it, 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 it's, he's, it's he's, so he's not, minor. He's not a Macbeth to not actively Macbeth. seek Thank out you. the That's power and the throne. Um, it's, yeah. but, but it, he. It, it is in the back of his mind mm. that he feels like that should have been him. Right. Yeah. should have gone to him. Yeah. And this rotten, rank, malodorous person has, has stolen that from him. If nothing else, it serves as an excellent... Um uh, what's the Latin term? Uh, casus belli, casus belli. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite mm-hmm. sure how to pronounce that, but cause for war, essentially. Mm-hmm. Because... Should he end up murdering Claudius and taking the throne, he can always say, well, the throne was never Claudius's to begin with. It should have been mine. This usurper should happy he's in the ground and in the grave, as opposed mm-hmm. to trying to convince said council of thanes, council of nobles. Well, I saw a ghost of my dad and he told me that Claudius Mm -hmm. poured poison into my ear while I was having a nap in the garden. One certainly holds up, I feel, a lot better in a court of equals and peers than the other. Uh, Although I suppose we do have to, uh, at some point, and this will be something that we tackle, uh, we've just launched our um, Macbeth stream, so it's available to book for those online i sadly am not a part of it i chose rather stupidly to be around for the birth of my son than uh, go play shakespeare with this lot in durban um but uh the mac is, is open and we will be discussing um at some point um the parallels between Maccas and this and in general the role that the supernatural plays in uh shakespeare's plays and um just how believable that may actually have been to someone of the time. Uh, certainly, I would say a, uh, I don't want to say less enlightened, but an age in which maybe ghosts and goblins were far more everyday compared to our world of smartphones and the internet and um, booking a flight to the other side of the world online. Mm. Um, right. Moving on, uh, I'm getting very distracted today. Um, Claire, your yeah. turn. Mm. Can we talk about Gertrude for a minute? Oh, do we have to? <laughs> that should tell you a lot. If you've watched, um, it's listed under our fellow podcast, but if you've watched Claire and Cara discussing their various uh, roles, um, Claire is not a fan of playing Gertrude, Uh, Mm. doesn't find very much in common with her. But can we speak to her state of mind for a little bit in terms of why would she get married so quickly? What's in it for her there? 
Well, it's interesting that you Remarried, refer to I should say. Gertrude's state of mind, because that is assuming that she has one. Um, That's unkind. I am... Um, look, I've made no bones about it. I find her to be very difficult to play. Um, I, I don't find any anchors. And it goes back to a conversation we had with Ian and Dwayne as well, Mark, on one of the mm. podcasts. That was uh, the two Iagos. Look for it. The I don't, I do, I obviously, obviously don't believe that you have to like the character that you're playing. It's not, that's not what we set out to do. When we How would anybody play a villain otherwise? Um, well, villains are, are lovable. Um, but but um, for me, it's just that she is... Othello has a lovely phrase about whistling off down the wind. And I always feel like Gertrude has just whistled off down the wind. She, she just, <laughs> it's all about, um, about the status quo and, and keeping what she's got and keeping her what she's entitled to. Right. Um, I don't think she thinks much further than that. Right. Um, so you might ask me if, if she's in love with Claudius. I don't think she is. Um, I think that she is has a position and she wants to hold on to that position. Indeed. Uh, and there's so much evidence in what she is a relatively small character, actually, in, in the play. She doesn't have a lot to say. Um, but there's so much evidence that she's completely oblivious. My favorite example. We yeah. were discussing this the other night. Um, we were on the phone talking some admin and the conversation ran on, as it tends to do. And my favorite ever Gertrude moment has got to be, be when Hamlet says, I must away to England. And her response is, indeed, oh, I had forgot, your son has been exiled for murdering someone. <laughs> well, no, not for murdering. He's been exiled for his actions of putting on the play within a play, and now he has just murdered someone. And she's managed to forget that her, her only child... <laughs> has been exiled to another country for upsetting her new husband. It's, it's really oh, it's quite oblivious. It's, um, yeah. But it's fantastic, and it does speak to the character. And you know, Yeah, I just feel like she's... Look, um, in her way, she is interesting, and she is obviously a woman of her time, um, where yes. nothing was guaranteed to them um, except what they, they, what they fell into by happenstance or chance. Yeah. Um, so... She's on a pretty good wicket, and the last thing she wants to do is disturb that. Yep. Um, and that's making it very crass. But, um, well, yeah. indeed. So but her husband dies, and another man steps in who's also now king. So, yeah. Just, I, I you know, can remain queen. I've seen the how the. Yeah. I've seen how the serving ladies are treated by men in a patriarchal society like this. And no thanks, I'm having none of that. I will stick to my midday martinis and my nice gowns and if i ha suffer certain attentions at night maybe that's an acceptable trade-off so to speak mm. um and yeah this yeah. we dive into uh, a lot deeper concerning gertrude and ophelia as well as on the othello side um desdemona and emilia and particularly emilia's very lovely speech towards the end of othello which i think speaks very clearly to the situation that most women are going to find themselves in in a Shakespeare play and in terms of the socio-political circumstances there. Um, so, yes. Just, I, I really don't want to be completely one-sided about Gertrude, hmm. but I have yet to find anyone who's been able to convince me otherwise in right. terms of how, how vacuous I... Because I know we can all make mistakes. We jump to conclusions and then we stick with them. 
Um, but this is the second time in my acting career that I've visited Gertrude. And I'm still unable to find anything redeeming about her, anything at all. Um, and, and it's not even as though she's evil, therefore interesting. It's just, a, it's just a, like, a, like she's, nothing. She's bland. There, there are certain politicians that I could compare her to where I feel that there's just nothing going on behind. Yeah. And it's all just the party line for better or worse and usually for worse. Yeah. But uh, let's, let's leave those names out of it. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sorry if that hasn't really been helpful, but that's just, no, um, um, yeah. I feel that it's incredibly helpful. And uh, as always, guys, if you, uh, and by guys, I mean you, the audience, if you disagree with us, please hit us mm. up down below in the comments. Let us know your th thoughts on Absolutely. Gertrude. Um, have an argument with us and we'll have one back with you. And at the end, it may end up as a case of agree to disagree, but um, mm. these discussions generally always have merit as long as they are rooted mm. in the one thing that we can say for certain, the text. Um, yeah. So, you know, as long as that is our guiding line. Music by Midair Machine, used under license CCBY-SA 4.0. For further information or bookings, contact Doreen at thinktheatre.co.za. The University of Johannesburg. The future reimagined.